Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, you have that option, drum banging entirely within the rules hereabouts on the Bobby Mack Show. Jim Bohannon sitting in today, but just today, uh, we got Bob back on uh, Monday. I'm sure I'll come waltzing back in there at some point during the, the Christmas time, but they have not informed me uh, since I uh, spend the rest of my time in the bullpen just waiting for the call from the manager. So I'll let you know in that regard. But this is 106.3 WORD. The Upstate's talk station, also 1063WORD.com. And if you are further south in Anderson, you can pick us up at 101.5 FM. And then a little bit uh, further west of there in the Upstate, uh, Clemson, Pickens, Seneca area, you can try 95.1 FM. I have listened on all of those FM signals and online. And they all come in great, like gangbusters. So pretty much, if you're traveling... The uh, I-85 corridor from uh, the Georgia border north uh, through uh, South Carolina to uh, to North Carolina and well into North Carolina, you can pretty much listen to 106.3 WORD uh, all the way. You could just about uh, uh, 101.5 FM in Anderson will take you real close to the Georgia border. So that's good. We've got the upstate covered for you, and we're glad that you're with us. As we have the Ingalls Advantage talk line available for you, that's at uh, 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307-71307. We'll see what people are texting about here this afternoon. Uh, Guess the deep state ended your call with West, Jim. After all, they can't take the truth. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like a bad sell signal to me, but you never know. You uh, you never know. Uh, but uh, in any event, uh, it, maybe it was the deep state. Who knows? Uh, we have another texter who says, Jimbo, the lesser of the of two evils is Biden serves all four years instead of Harris. That would be... The uh, the lesser, I, I do believe. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it's sad to be in a situation where we're talking about which would be worse. But uh, yeah, I would I would have to say what we've seen so far, which is of course not one moment of governance, but just people picking. That I would prefer to have a president Biden over a president Harris. I'm not at all convinced that uh, Joe's not going to serve out his four. I mean, he's had some health issues in the past, and those could always pop up. But this notion that he's, again, he's not drooling. Okay, he's 78, and he would, if he served four years, be 82. 
Uh, I I expect him to serve the four. I really do, unless there is something that we cannot uh, expect uh, that comes along. I mean, you never know. As I said, he's had some physical health problems. I'm going beyond the the gaffes and the like, but but actual physical problems, aneurysms, things of that nature. Uh, I don't uh, think that we will see a president come Harris. Not in this four-year period. Hopefully, not even after that. Uh, and again, she seems to be pretty much buying into the uh, what appears to be the Biden direction so far. She was, of course, to his left, just as at one time, Joe Biden, by his voting record, this was back, I think, in 07, so it's been 13 years, he was the most liberal member of the Senate uh, last year, that honor, dishonor, to Kamala Harris as the, the most liberal member of the Senate. She was thought of, I think, as the uh, the Trojan horse, if you were uh, will, into the, the Biden administration. So far, she's pretty much uh, hewing to the line. Whatever Joe says is fine with me. Now, whether or not the interior discussions, whether or not she's sitting down and, and with Biden, I don't know. I would tend to doubt it, honestly. Mostly vice presidents don't argue with presidents, especially when they've not even taken office. Because if you are... The president and you, let's say the president-elect, which uh, he's uh, being called, which he may uh, and you have this uh, woman you picked uh, because of her gender and her race, and you may not be entirely comfortable with how far left she is, based on the people that Biden's picking for other offices, but if before you even take office, she starts giving you a load of guff, which again, apparently she has not done, we haven't heard about it, would you be inclined to give her a lot of authority. Some presidents have been pretty generous with their authority. Uh, would you be inclined to do that? I don't think so. And I think that Harris is probably aware of that. I think that she sees this as a pathway to becoming president, which, of course, she wanted to be in the first place when she first declared. And I think that she's pretty much going to be a good little girl, as they say. Whether she agrees with Biden's approach, and I would dare say based on people he's picked and the way she used to vote, that uh, that's unlikely. But I think she, she, she wants as much influence as she can get. She is obviously thinking ahead to uh, her own bid for the presidency, whether or not it, it is to take over uh, from an either incapacitated or dead Joe Biden. Uh, I think that we're talking about principally here. Uh, just someone who is uh, is going to bide their time and uh, hope that, in fact, they will uh, they will uh, ultimately uh, the, the powers that be in the Democratic Party will reward her. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, her her approach to this, I think, will be very interesting to follow. Uh, but a, a vice president, of course, has a constituency of one: the president. They, they really the vice president only has one constitutional power. That's to be the president of the Senate, and most of the time they're not even that. Uh, in a tightly divided Senate, which this one will be, uh, a vice president Harris, like Vice President Pence, will spend more time than usual on Capitol Hill, uh, chairing the Senate in times of critical votes. But that's the only one. The uh, and that and to take over for the president, uh, the being president of the Senate, which they usually forego anyway. Uh, they're a spare tire. That's what the founding fathers put together. Uh, but there was a, a reason why John Nance Garner, the first vice president of Franklin Roosevelt, referred to the office of vice president as not worth a bucket of warm uh, spit was how it was translated. That wasn't what he said. 
not worth a bucket of warm some other liquid, okay, with which we're all familiar. Uh, That's what he said. He had been Speaker of the House, and, of course, that's always a powerful position. So Harris, uh, I think she she will continue to, to do pretty much what Biden wants. The question is, what does Biden want? These picks are not the picks of a wild-eyed radical. We'll see. Texter says here, uh, Biden will not see one day in the White House. What the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about the way it certainly appears right now. Really? You would care to make a small wager on that? I'm thrilled about it. But the idea of what the hell am I talking about, I'm talking about reality. And at the moment, that appears to be reality. Another texture says, uh, Jim, I will be surprised if Biden gets to rule three months. His VP choice is already uh, chomping to get her Marxist agenda rolling. I think you're both wrong. He'll, he'll see more than three months. The question is, which Joe Biden will it be? Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD. And the time now is 5.15. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And a good afternoon. Thank you for being with us today on the 27th of November, the day after Thanksgiving for 2020. Glad you're with us today at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Bobby Max back on Monday. The Ingalls Advantage talk line is 
347-1063-1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. 71307. Texter's here. Texter says, Jimbo, you're giving Biden way too much credit. The guy was a sleazy moron who never had an original thought before his cognitive issues. Now he's just worse. Well, let's go over what I said and what you said. I'm only giving him credit for being able to inhale and exhale. That's the only credit I'm giving him. I see no sign of his imminent death, nor of anyone pushing him aside. We'll see. But I have seen no indication that that is necessarily going to happen. And if they were going to push him aside, would they have named all of these establishment Democrat types to be in his cabinet? I don't think so. Uh, Sleazy? Yeah, the reputation of Sleazy goes back pretty much uh, from the beginnings of his Senate time back in the the 70s. A moron? Not a moron, but in terms of an original thought, no, he was never known for original thoughts. That's very true. The cognitive issues, he's obviously worse. I mean, I've I've seen Biden around Capitol Hill back in the day, and he, he, as I say, was not original, but he, he, he could talk. He could string together a, a, a simple declarative sentence. Uh, so, again, I'm not giving him credit for anything more than being able to maintain a heartbeat and to inhale and to exhale. That's the credit I'm giving him for. Uh, the texture said, you're give, uh, I will be surprised if Biden gets to rule three months. Well, of course, presidents don't get to rule at all. I guess you mean be in office for three months. Uh, we'll see. I think that, that, uh, that, frankly, more than pursuing a Marxist agenda, I think Kamala Harris very much wants to be the president. Now, maybe if she gets to that point, we'll see what the real Kamala Harris is. I'm not holding my breath for that, and I'm certainly not looking forward to it. But at the moment, I think she feels that she, I think she's become Joe Biden in, in a way, and that is to, to uh, get along, you've got to go along how far she goes with this. But I think she's a lot more committed a Harris careerist than she is a Marxist, frankly. I think she's a lot more committed to Kamala Harris getting to the White House than she is being a Marxist. And if it takes swallowing some of her instincts, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, if I refer to Sleepy Joe as president-elect, he is not president-elect yet. I have probably this past week said that myself 20 or 30 times. So, yes, agreed. Agreed. Jim, how does a guy like Sleepy Joe that might have just a few people at his gatherings tells people he will raise their taxes, put certain people out of work and hangs out in the basement, beat a guy like President Trump that has thousands, I guess, at your rallies, that mathematically doesn't add up? Well, again, I would point out that an awful lot of people didn't like Donald Trump, okay? No, they did not have good reasons for it in in many cases. I mean, I didn't care for the guy that much and still don't, but I think he was a superior president certainly to what Joe Biden would be and a superior president to what uh, Hillary Clinton would have been, and that's all I voted for. I voted for Biden both times, and uh, again, I'm not interested in in whether uh, people liked him or not, but a lot of people would, would in fact vote that way. Now then, you take two people. One, you take a diehard person, uh, I'm sorry. I was. Uh, what was what was uh, was Money Penny saying th- there? Oh well, I did. I say that I voted for Trump. I did not even vote for Biden. I've never voted for Biden in my life. Sorry about that. Uh, but uh, voted for Trump in both 2016 and in uh, 2020. Uh, but uh, if you take two people, one who is a diehard, committed 
uh, Donald Trump supporter would go to a rally for Trump anywhere, anytime, and uh, would crawl through a mile of broken glass for Donald Trump. They get one vote. You think somebody else who really doesn't know much about Donald Trump except that he's a racist and you don't even know that except you've been told that over and over again. Uh, you don't really know anything at all about Joe Biden, but he's not Donald Trump. And uh, you've never been to a rally of any kind anywhere. And But you don't like Trump enough that you'll get out to vote. You get one vote also. So, uh, again, we'll see uh, how this all works out. But for the moment, I, I do uh, think that uh, it uh, it looks as though Biden, if someone is pulling his strings, it is the Democratic Party establishment and not and not the far left. Again, the far left is not happy with these people who have been picked. And they're better than Bernie. They're better than Pocahontas. They're better than some of the -the off-the-wall idiots who could have been picked. We'll see. We'll see. Is there a stealth uh, Marxist agenda in there somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. But for the moment, uh, bad is better than worse. And that's what it, it looks like. That's what it looks like at this particular time. Texter says the Democrats may have successfully stolen the election for now, but the ongoing investigation will reveal the truth. Then the will of the people shall demand his removal. Well, that's a a problem because if, in fact, he gets 270 or more electoral votes cast on December the 14th, he's going to be sworn in on January 20th, he Biden. And then uh, some people will demand his removal, but how are you going to do that? Because you'll be the only way to get rid of the, of the president would be through the impeachment process. Well, right off the bat, Democrats still control the House, so you won't get him impeached. How will you get his removal? You may demand all you want. How do you get it? I I, I am not thrilled about Joe Biden being in the White House, which it appears he may well be. But uh, the fact that the people will demand his removal that doesn't amount to diddly. No, you've got to have a mechanism. And there's no mechanism for getting rid of a President Biden, not at least through the impeachment process. And uh, certainly I'm not anxious to get rid of a President Biden just so he can be replaced by by Vice President uh, Kamala Harris. But, uh, you know, the the will of the people in this particular case, I'm not sure quite how that becomes a a removal. I don't don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's where we sit at the moment. And I uh, personally am of the opinion that that Biden is probably going to continue down the path of the third term of Barack Obama for the foreseeable future. And again, to what extent does he care what, what the left thinks? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't want to get him really angry before the election because he wanted their votes. Well, if in fact he is sworn in, and how much does he need them? And how much does he need them as opposed to say he needs other people of more moderate views? That's the calculation that, that Joe Biden would have to make or whoever's making the calculations for him. If I were Biden and I only was interested in Joe Biden, uh, I think I would tend to tell the left to, to, to stick it, frankly. I don't think that he needs them. Uh, he is uh, has always been a person who's blown with the wind, and right now, of course, he wants the wind to blow in the direction of uh, Joe Biden being a successful president. We'll see. 
But uh, again, as far as uh, as far as I can see for the moment, it could be worse. And uh, again, we still have not arrived at an absolute final, all-out, definitive answer on how this election went. When that is done, well, then it'll be done. Jimbo for Bobby Mack. It's five twenty-nine. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us. It's 25 before 6 o'clock on this Friday, November the 27th. And uh, we're here for the rest of this particular afternoon till 7. After the news at 7, of course, we've got uh, Mark Levin, who is joining us today. This is 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station with the Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063. 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, 71307. Why don't we impeach Donald Trump again? No, it's not my idea, but it's being said. It's being said. There has a call. The call has been made. It was in the Boston Globe. A guy named Michael Cohen put forward the suggestion that we impeach Donald Trump again because, technically speaking, that's true. An impeachment, if successful, that is to say an impeachment and conviction, would not, uh, of course, take him out of office if he's no longer in office uh, that wouldn't apply, but it would prevent him from, from further holding of federal offices of trust, which is to say a successful impeachment and conviction would keep him from running again. That has been seriously put forward in a major American newspaper. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, the odds of that happening are minimal. First of all, I'm not sure you could get a majority of Democrats, especially uh, ones who would like to say keep their seats to go along with this kind of nonsense again. But even assuming that you had a party line vote in the House and you barely got an impeachment through, I find it very unlikely that you would find, uh, even even assuming the worst, that the Democrats take both Georgia Senate seats, even assuming that, it's very unlikely that you would uh, you would see a successful impeachment of Donald Trump in the event that he decided to run again. But that's how desperate these clowns are. I just wanted to share that with you in case you missed it. It's obviously not going anywhere, and thank goodness. But yes, there has been a serious call made that we should impeach Donald Trump one more time in the hopes that we could convict him and keep him from running again. Aside from the fact that that's nonsense, and there was no reason to convict him or, for that matter, impeach him the first time around, it does, I suppose, indicate a certain wariness about Donald Trump. Despite how much the left is crowing over what they perceive as their victory in this election, I don't really think they would relish a rematch. But I wanted to share that with you. You'll probably never hear another word about it, which is exactly what you should not hear because it's a a worthless notion. But for the record, that has been actually said. Let's impeach him one more time. And I would have to say to that, very honestly, if you want to look like a a complete pack of jerks, do it. Go ahead. Do it. I would hate to drag the president through that. I would hate to tie up the Congress when they could be doing important things. But if you really want to make your party look even dumber than it already does, then impeach him again. In fact... I dare you. Impeach him 
again. I dare you. By the way, speaking of our uh, uh, subject of impeachment one more time, uh, Donald Trump, uh, a week from tomorrow, is going to be campaigning in Georgia. A lot of us, myself included, had, had asked, you know, is he going to to uh, try and uh, and aid the two uh, Democrats, uh, Kelly Loeffler and uh, David Perdue, in their bids to stay in the Senate and uh, uh, keep the Senate in Republican hands? Will he, will he be personally helping them? And the word is now that, yes, uh, that uh, President Trump will, in fact, on December the 5th, which is a week from uh, tomorrow, that he will be in Georgia and will be campaigning for the uh, the two Republicans. And I think that's a, a, a splendid idea. I certainly hope that he does. And I would uh, be uh, hopeful that, in fact, uh, that it's a help for all involved. I would have to think it would be. Let's face it, that, that he has been a man who has, has been a vote magnet on many an occasion. And it would be a good thing for him to get involved. I hope that he does. I really do. 1-800-347-1063. 20 minutes before 6 p.m. And checking out the text line again here. Uh, texter says, Biden's federal Gestapo to enforce his policies. How can you enforce federal mask requirement? Uh, even Joe Biden won't have a federal Gestapo. And uh, the federal mask requirement, Biden has talked about that in vague terms. The only time he got beyond vague was in indicating that he would try for uh, a federal enforcement of uh, mask wearing in interstate commerce, which is, of course, an area of, uh, of federal responsibility. Granted, it has over the years been stretched all out of uh, any realistic bounds. But if you can get something called interstate commerce, it does open the door for federal intervention. So in in practice, if in fact he goes that route, which I do for practicality, but if he did, that would pretty much mean truck drivers. About the only way that you could get a federal presence into uh, interstate commerce on mask wearing would be for truckers. Now, what are they going to do? Are they going to have uh, like a, an agent at every truck stop? <laughs> there, there aren't enough agents. There are too many truck stops. All right. Uh, are you going to commandeer the, the highway patrol? There certainly aren't enough federal agents to pull over every truck in America. There aren't enough highway patrolmen to pull over every truck in America. And even if you had enough, they aren't under federal jurisdiction. The whole notion of this federal mask requirement was just so much BS being spewed by Biden. You're not going to see anything like that. You may see a call. Please, pretty please, pretty please with orange marmalade on it, please wear your mask, truck drivers. That's as far as that's going to go. That's as far as that's going to go. Texter says, uh, Jim, we need a convention of states, and we definitely cannot go back into the Iran deal. Uh, two topics there to be mentioned. Uh, an Article 5 Constitutional Convention of the States is a great idea. We certainly are very much in, uh, in favor of such a convention uh, again, it cannot change the Constitution. It can recommend changes, and it could recommend changes that would never be recommended the standard way. Usually, constitutional amendments are recommended by a two-thirds vote of Congress. You'll never get things like term limits through a two-thirds vote of con con uh, a two-thirds vote of Congress. However, the barrier for passage of a constitutional amendment is very high: three quarters of the states, which is to say, you need 38 states. Only 12 could say no 
to ratifying the Constitutional Convention. Put another way, any 13 states could veto any constitutional amendment. So while I certainly am in favor of an Article 5 Constitutional Convention of the states, I don't look upon it as a panacea. Not, But it's worth a try. Let's see here. Uh, where is all this evidence of widespread fraud that has yet to be presented in any of these court cases? Maybe because there is no evidence. Well, we'll find out. Uh, certainly now is the time. I certainly agree that now is the time to see every last bit of it. And we'll see what is in the lawsuits that are put forward. Uh, we have Sidney Powell, of course, the former member of the president's election legal team, uh, pursuing cases in uh, Michigan and in Georgia. Uh, already, uh, the third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has tossed out the latest Trump uh, bid uh, to overturn the election in Pennsylvania. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's a tough uh, move ahead. Uh, the evidence has to be be shown, and it, you've got to see not only evidence of fraud, not just mathematical probabilities, but evidence of fraud in a, in given states. But you've got to see enough to overturn the outcome, and that will be very d- difficult to do. Also, you're going to need to do it in three states. Uh, depending on on, the, on which three, but uh, certainly uh, of, of the states that have been in question, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, uh, Georgia, Wisconsin, places like that, you will have to have three states overturned before Donald Trump would have enough electoral votes to win. That's going to be very hard to do. But if they've got the goods, now is the time to reveal it. Uh, Jimbo, will all the dead people voting in Georgia Senate race be voting uh, Democratic again? Well, one can can only hope that somehow uh, there's been enough pressure applied that uh, any fraud that occurred on November 3rd will not be repeated on January 5th. Jimbo for Bobby Mack. The time now is 15 before 6 p.m. Well, I guess that must be my cue. All right, here I am, and there you are, and uh, we may uh, actually intersect our thoughts here if you are to make use of the Ingalls Advantage talk line, for example, 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, 71307. Check that text line again here in just a moment. President, of course, having uh, granted the uh, pardon of uh, General Michael Flynn on Wednesday, now we're getting into the uh, end of a presidential term speculation about pardons uh, granted by a president. Again, uh, it is not a foregone conclusion that Donald Trump is out of office January 20th, but it's looking that that is like that is a very distinct possibility. So, assuming it is, who might get commutations for any number of things. Presidents always come out with interesting laundry lists of people who, in fact, get pardoned. Uh, sometimes there, there are obvious reasons why that happens, sometimes not obvious at all. Uh, most presidents have at one time or another issued a pardon, and you just look at that and you say, why? What, what, what was all about that? Uh, 
Among those seeking potential pardons or commutations, uh, Rick Gates, assistant to uh, Paul Manafort, the 2016 Trump campaign aide, George Papadopoulos, a couple of Alan Dershowitz's clients, including a New Jersey man serving 20 years for fraud and a billionaire involved in a government corruption scandal in North Carolina. And Dershowitz, who represented the president during the Senate impeachment trial, says he applauds the Flynn pardon, but that the president should extend his pardon powers to others who are less well-known, but perhaps equally deserving. The score to date, by the way, the president has granted 29 full pardons and 16 commutations to shorter sentences. And uh, he clearly will have the powers of the presidency at least until January 20th, noon. And who knows? Another four years is not entirely impossible. And there's been speculation about the potential for and legitimacy of a personal preemptive pardon of President Trump for himself. Any connection with any charges his political foes might look to bring once he has left office. And uh, that's one that's been debated. It's not at all clear, frankly, just uh, uh, the extent to which, in fact, presidents could do that. Never been done. But uh, I'd, I'd love to... Uh, I'd love to hear the courts finally resolve that. The courts could have, of course, resolved much of the issues regarding mail-in voting long before this election, but they chose not to get involved. And now a lot of this uh, can of worms that has been opened is a direct result of the Supreme Court sitting on its can and not doing its job. But again, of course, you can't get rid of those people short of death, disability, resignation, or impeachment and conviction. So we're stuck with those clowns. As regards this Georgia Senate race, I can't help noticing one of the uh, Georgia Senate candidates, this is the one running against uh, Kelly Loeffler, uh, Raphael Warnock, has sa stated, nobody can serve God and the military. <laughs> That's a direct quote. Nobody can serve God and the military. Now, just how ignorant a clown this man is, I, I would hope that if you followed this election at all, I mean, actually, John Ossoff, the other Democrat running by, by uh, comparison, is virtually an intellectual. Uh, Warnock is just a, a total uh, left-leaning idiot, quite frankly. Uh, and this isn't even a smart thing to say, much less an accurate thing to say. I, I don't always expect politicians to be accurate. I, I generally expect them to be smart. This is a really dumb thing to say, but he's, he's on record as having said it. Nobody can serve God and the military. Well... I've got news for you, Raphael. Uh, many people have done both quite successfully, although in your case, I doubt seriously your competence to serve either. Uh, obviously, the military, if you are in fact elected to the U.S. Senate, God help us all, uh, then <laughs> I doubt seriously your ability or willingness to serve the military, which, of course, as a senator, you would be voting on appropriations bills and the like, funding for our military. As for serving God, even though you are a pastor, I, I seriously doubt that uh, you serve a God in any meaningful way that any of us would recognize. 1-800-347-1063, the Ingalls Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063. Texter here 
has an interesting question that's, uh, as he notes, uh, not related to any of the, the stories of the day. But for what it's worth, a texter asks, have you ever worked with any news anchors of the old WFBC here in Greenville way back? And uh, no, not to my knowledge. I've only worked with the people here at WORD. I know that those call letters go back many, many years in the area. Uh I'm not sure if they were around. I first uh, began visiting the Upstate actually only 15 years ago and uh, uh, bought a home here part-time and had lived here for the last five years. But uh, I'm not sure if I've had any dealings with any of the news anchors of that uh, of that old station. You never know. They go on, they work for uh, other people doing other things. So the short answer is I, uh, I do not know. Texter says... Uh, the Mexican president still does not recognize Biden as president-elect. That may well be. There are any number of leaders who, who may not uh, be doing so. Uh, I'm not a world leader, but I don't recognize him as a president-elect either, uh, at least not until, in fact, that that occurs. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, it's uh, certainly not over at, uh, at this juncture. Uh, I would have to think that uh, Joe Biden is probably a bit like Kamala Harris in that I suspect Biden may harbor desires to be reelected. I mean, he, first, he has to be, of course, officially elected this time uh, and then uh, obviously stay in office for the term. But uh, my guess would be that, that he's going to think twice about doing anything that would jeopardize at least a potential run for reelection in 2024. We'll see. This is Jim Bohannon for Bob McLean. It's been a lot of fun this week, and we've got another hour to go here, so stand by. More to come, and uh, we look forward to uh, having a chance to talk with you at 106.3 WORD. The time now, 3 before 6. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.